welcome to the All Just Noise podcast with me, James. And me, Neil. And yes, you can tell by those sleigh bells, it's Christmas. It's Christmas! We're here, Santa with his bulging sack ready to explode <laughs> over all of us. Beautifully um, put. Yeah, and, uh, and and because it's Christmas, we've got a bumper episode. Well, we it might be a bumper episode. We've yeah. got a very long, Neil-based game. Excellent. Sorry, Neil-based yeah. television Themed game. Themed game. It's not 80s based, um, but it's a belter. Um, we'll also be talking through Scrooge Fest. Scrooge has been at five gigs in eight days. Five gigs in eight days. I got the extra one in at the um, Rough Terrain on Monday. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and we'll, we'll obviously be uh, doing our normal feature, the Nearly Wild Show, reviewing a couple of new tracks, just two this week, um, and festive offerings. Um, because well, you know, tis the season. It's a Christmas treat, and your um, voice sounds almost normal. Yes, right? uh, yes. I'm, I'm no, <laughs> unlike Frankie Dottori, I'm no longer feeling a little hoarse. Really? Um, yeah, so, you uh, still sound like a complete deviant. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Neil, on with the show. What have you been listening to this week? What have I been listening to? Well, I've had the annual Scrooge Fest, and for anyone doesn't know, my nickname's been Scrooge for a very long time. Um, and there's always, I, I have to say, I love the winter gig season. Um, there's always this uh, this sort of period of time after the festivals are finished, uh, bands are starting thinking about albums, they go out on tour, and you always get a little run of gigs in usually November, December. Yeah, late time. November, early December. Yeah. It's always a great little run. Yeah, and I never plan it like this, but it just always seems that every year I have at least three in a row. Um, we've, we've talked about possibly one. We've, we've one talked day. about the 12, the 12, 12 gigs of Christmas. 12 gigs of we? Christmas. This is as close as I think we've made it. Yeah, um, so f- f- five gigs in eight days this year which isn't bad well clearly work to be done if we're going to get anywhere near the 12 gigs of christmas but next year, who knows next one year. day one day and uh, so, so let's let's start the week shall let's we start we'll, the week so, so we started I, I joined you on monday um we'll come on to my, well, my technically technically scrooge fest started on the saturday because i went to olympia for cortinas so you did yes um and Excitingly, as well, supported by the Snuts, uh, friends of the podcast, uh, the Snuts, who we yep. have talked about uh, several times on the on the podcast. Glasgow's finest. Um, yeah, Olympia is absolutely fucking massive for it's anyone that hasn't hanger, been. Massive, it? great hangar, and there must have been a good twenty people there for the <laughs> Snuts, which was a shame. Um, but obviously, got right down the front, loved the songs, um, and they they sounded good. They sound big stage ready, even if their crowd or their fan base isn't quite big stage ready. But mm. I'm I'm confident they will get there uh, next year. I think it could be a big year for the Snuts next year. And then Cortinas, what can I say about the Cortinas? Well, I think you're missing someone out. Uh, who else You've blocked your mind from the Coral, who were... Uh, oh, God, yes. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I'd As you can tell, out. good review. Um. <laughs> now, the Coral are a band I'd amazingly never seen live, despite the fact they've been around forever. Um, and they're one of those bands where, obviously, you know the big hits. They've had a couple of massive hits, like Pass It On, Dreaming Of You, um, which are fantastic songs, but I've never seen them live. And actually, I had tickets for them a couple of years ago, um, and then looked at the set list from their previous night, and they'd played for three hours, played something like thirty-seven songs. I only knew three of them, um, so Dreaming of You, yeah, <laughs> pass it on. Pass it <laughs> exactly. on. Um, so I, I passed on that gig in the end. I passed. I passed my ticket I'm, on I'm, to somebody else. I'm, supr- I'm, I'm, I'm shocked, disappointed, and surprised you didn't enjoy them supporting the Cortinas. I saw them no. supporting Doves at the Albert Hall earlier in the year. 
And it was the first time I'd seen them as well. Again, missed them at festivals, missed them in support slots. Yeah. I thought they were fantastic. Played for 25 minutes, rattled through the hits. None of the hippie shit. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was really, really good. I was, I, was, I was so pleased that I'd seen them. And actually, that was one of those gigs I was a bit... I, I was yeah. away. Um, having, I will come on to that, having seen the National in Copenhagen. Um, but it was... Um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed because that, that gig sounded great. The Snuts, Coral, Cortinas. Yeah. But, you know, burying the lead here, how were the Cortinas? Uh, the Cortinas were exactly the same as every other time I've seen them, which is great. Uh, good fun. Um, brilliant for a Saturday night at Olympia. And now Did they've you see got anyone get a... bust up in the crowd? That's <laughs> Amazingly what normally, not. That's what seen, normally yeah. happens at I've seen, uh, Cortinas I've, I've seen a good few rucks at Cortinas over the years, but I almost, no. Not, I almost not got into a brawl in the Albert Hall with a guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have thought it possible. In, 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 the, in the corporates as well. The bar <laughs> at the corporate level. I was very surprised. It is amazing how the, um, the audience at Olympia did... Change markedly about five minutes before Cortinas came on when everyone bowled in, and uh, yeah, the uh, the the um, atmosphere did change slightly. But to be fair, everyone was on good form. I think it was it was a, it was a good show. It was one of their one of their biggest shows, playing a crowd like that, and it was absolutely packed. And um, amazingly, I mean, I've been seeing Cortinas now for how long? They've been around 10, 11 years, yeah, like and they still longer, they still play virtually the same set list. Yeah. They still put all the classics from the first album in all exactly the same place. Very much so. focusing on St. <laughs> absolutely, and, yeah. and rightly so. Yeah. Yeah, um, and we followed that up. Um, I was I was back from my from my jollies, and we saw Fontaine's DC um, doing their album of the year showcase set at Rough Trade, uh, which was brilliant. It was really, uh, really good. Really, yeah. really good. Great to see them in such a small, tight venue. Total sausage fest. Lots of idols, dads. Yeah. Um, most notably, uh, Sharpie down the front. <laughs> um, your your pal from back home. Um, and a friend of the podcast, I think it's it's safe to say, and just all round great bloke, uh, even if he is a Celtic supporter. Um, but yeah, it was very, uh, it, it was it was very warm. It was very intense. They played pretty much all of Doggerel. Yeah. Um, threw a new one in there, which sounded incredible. Um, really cemented their place as one of the one of the best live acts around at the moment, and definitely one of the albums of the year for me so, as so well. Thanks to you, James. I'm a recent convert to in-store gigs. I never used to see the attraction whatsoever. I think I think in-store gigs can be terrible depending yep. on where where yep. you are and how it's set up. I remember seeing Ash at uh, Virgin Mega Store in Perth. And it was a good gig, but it was very awkward and like the sound was a bit shit. Rough Trade is basically a venue that sells CDs uh, and vinyl. That's that's sort of their their, their Does anywhere setup. sell CDs at the moment? They sell they sell quite a few. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they basically got all the all the stock on rollers and just move them out of the way, and then a full yeah. stage setup and a full bar full as well, sound, which always sound helps. desk, yeah, full bar. You know, it's it is basically a, a record store stroke venue as opposed to an in store. It's very different, and the set it felt like a proper full on set. Yeah, really. but having said that, you obviously do get a variety because the previous one I've been to at Rough Trade was Sundara Karma back when they released their album in I think April, and they played five tracks, so like a 20, 25 minute set, and then obviously did the signing. And to be fair, they had to do a lot of signing because there were a lot of excitable teenagers there for Sundara Karma. Perhaps slightly less safe for Fontaine's. Of course it was why I was there. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just assumed that was the norm. But yeah, Fontaine's to play, was it a 10, 11 song set with virtually everything from the Old Man a new one? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. Having said that, despite being a long set like what I'm finding with all in-stores leaves you wanting more. So I'm now delighted. That's the whole purpose. Exactly. And I'm delighted I got tickets for them at Brixton in February, I think. Uh, it's a random Tuesday in Feb, isn't it? So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, and obviously, as always, thanks to Keith from The Office for sorting us out yeah, with tickets. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and and obviously Abraham, you, you know, what a legend. Yeah. Um, we'll say no more about Abraham. Um, 
on to Thursday. Thursday. Well, this is one we were both looking forward to for a very long time. What a great gig. What fantastic pork babs (laughs) at the Southampton Arms beforehand. Any gig in Kentish Town. So Kentish Town, Tufnell Park... Um, those are probably your only so so really Kentish Town Forum and the and the Dome at Tufnell Park. Any gig is not complete without a delicious pork bap and several rare ales from the Southampton Arms before the yeah. uh, the main event. And uh, Thursday was no exception. We we both spoofed a work meeting at what was it about three thirty yeah. in the end. So got there got basically jib, jibbed out of the office and got to the Southampton Arms for three thirty. We, uh, we we haven't even said who we were going to see yet. Sports, <laughs> sports team. team. Of course, it was fucking sports team. <laughs> Um, but the ba- that was, the band that was secondary, banged. secondary to the pork paps. <laughs> the sports team, the band we've banged on about in virtually every episode of this podcast since day one, um, and uh, we didn't really know them before Great Escape this year. No. Uh, saw their set in Brighton, which was a relatively short set, but was absolutely brilliant. Completely blew me away. Yeah. It was just, it was so different, and it, you'd have to say Alex Rice is probably one of the best frontmen. Around at the moment, I think he's probably one of the best frontmen of a new band we've seen in twenty plus years. He's yep. incredible, and he's really honed that performance from when we first saw them. I saw him at Glastonbury. I thought they were amazing, probably slightly better than when we saw them on Thursday. But it was it it was it was an excellent set. All the hits. The crowd must have been better on Thursday though, because everyone there. Yeah, knew everyone them knew it. Everyone was mental. getting involved. Well, it was, although we did. Uh, it rather, was forty six degrees of the tent was, at Glastonbury as well, yeah, so it was quite yeah, yeah. it was quite nice having subdued. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't allow you to really get into it. Whereas at the forum, James and I did increase the average age somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> massively. Yeah. It was one of those great gigs where you could just walk straight to the bar because everyone else was underage, yeah. so there was never any queue. I was like, oh, and also more importantly than that. The new album's coming out yeah. in March. In March. Uh, it was for sale, for pre-sale. Um, so, potential album of the year contender already for 2020. And if you got the album on pre-sale, which I did, you also got a seed box. <laughs> which, uh, obviously, is, 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 isn't as complicated as, as people seem to think. It was literally a metal tin with seeds in it. <laughs> but... So a, sp- a sports team really... trying to encourage a gardening generation here so. or something? I think yeah. so. So I didn't want to carry that around. So I was like, look, can I pick up my seed box at the end? And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just write your name on it. So so I went and found Neil at the bars. Neil was kindly buying beers while I was <laughs> wasting my money. Um, I was like, Neil, remind me to get the seed box at the end. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. I assume this was code for something. I, don't, I didn't know what. Uh, but no, it was just a seed box. Um, a seed but yeah, what a great gig. Um, a quick shout out to Pimp, Pip Blom as well who yes. uh, yeah, supported yeah, yeah. and were miles better than another, I expected. Another really band good. I saw at Glastonbury who were yeah. excellent as well. We tried to see them at the Great Escape but there was a massive queue. Massive they were key. playing one of the smaller venues at the festival. One of the and, shipping uh, containers down the front wasn't it? Not yeah. shipping containers yeah. but yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah they, they were really good. A lot I think the people who didn't really know them or knew the couple of tracks thought they would be you know reasonably quiet and not you know a bit, bit nerdy but actually they, they properly you know, give it so much. Quite grungy, there, and really. Quite grungy yeah. in places. And it, again, a great album. One of probably going to be one of my albums of the year. I think it's um, called Boat. It's really, really good. Um, on to gig number four. Yeah, oh, I've lost count already, but yeah. it was on to Saturday, Friday, uh, Friday. <laughs> yeah, it was White Lies at Brixton Academy, um, which was amazingly the tenth anniversary of their first album, which was uh, To Lose My Life. Um, I can't believe it's ten. Yeah, it's definitely ten. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like it, but um, a very different gig to sports team uh, in terms of both performance and audience and demographic. Um, in that everyone obviously was in their early to mid thirties, basically, and except you, except well, okay, late thirties. All right, all right. Yes, I still managed to increase the average audience even at a White Lies reunion gig. Um, but the uh, and this is where I'll go into my slight. Uh, not, not really a rant, but it's amazing the difference between a very young crowd like we had at Sports Team and a slightly older crowd like we saw at White Lies in that um, the forum was packed from the moment we got in there before Pip Blom came on and the crowd gave the support their full attention and went absolutely mental for them. Um, get to Brixton Academy on Friday and find that Boniface are supporting Friends of the Podcast, our favourites, Boniface. Um, and I think, again... Another, another potential candidate for album of the year in yeah, 2020. Yeah, so their album's out very early in 2020. But, um, yeah, no one at Brixton gave a absolute slightest shit about them. <laughs> Everyone was just there for the while, which is fair Fools. enough. Fair enough, people buy tickets for the for the headline and perhaps aren't as open-minded about new and, music. And but. actually, I've got the direct comparison for that, which um, was White Lies at... Uh, Prism in Bricks in Kingston, Kingston. Um, who were also supported by Boniface but it was packed for Boniface um, it's largely on student night, it's Thursday night so it's the new slang so that the, uh, Banquet yeah. Records did yeah. so it was a young crowd and it was for exactly the same lineup. Was uh, and was and was full. So yep. maybe your theory holds holds water. Yeah, I think so. And and to be fair, but I thought Boniface sounded great on the big stage. It was a shame there was no one there to see them. They did get it got the sound got a little bit lost as you'd mm. expect in a massive venue like Brixton Academy. Really uh, looking not forward many to people really there, looking but, forward to Boniface tour together. Yeah, album. That's I'm, gonna be great. I'm, I'm certain. I mean, they they seem to absolutely love playing in the UK. They must have spent more time over here than anywhere else. Well, I think else on their Twitter year. account they refer to themselves as a UK band in a Canadian band in the UK in the or UK. an English band from Canada or something okay. yeah, some sort of uh, description but yeah they, they, it's clearly not been lost on on them or lots of other people that they seem to spend most of their time here in yeah. fairness to uh, to Micah from uh, from Boniface who fronts them he did tweet nothing short of a effusive ode to Weatherspoons a few, <laughs> uh, a few yes. months ago when he, I think when he first discovered them so uh, yeah um, he's a he's a true Brita <laughs> he really is isn't he um, yeah so, and then finally finally so uh, gig number five in eight days was another reminiscing fest on Saturday uh, which was We Are Scientists and um, it was again a supposed anniversary tour of their first album uh, sorry second album with Love and Squalor the one with the cats on the one that that spawned most of their their, their big hits. Um, but in true We Are Scientists style, because of course they are stand-up comedians, as I'm sure Ugh. James will go on about, um, they announced it was the 50th anniversary of With Love and Squalor, um, which it clearly wasn't. And we were like, what is it? Is it the 10th? And actually had to go onto Wikipedia and find the release date. It was actually 13 and a half years since it was released, so it wasn't an anniversary at all. They just decided to play their their, their, their big album in full. They, uh, they really they're, are. They're comedians. They they're hilarious. Really are hilarious cunts, aren't they? <laughs> Fucking hell. But having said that... I find them, honestly, just the most annoying band out there at the moment. I love it. I think they don't don't take themselves too seriously, but at the same time, musically brilliant. Nobody else does. The the performance was fantastic, and they came out and played the album in full, and then again did a sort of a greatest hit set afterwards of all the the hits from the other albums, which was, I have to say, a lot stronger than the White Lies equivalent of uh, the, the greatest hit set. Um, and that was at the Roundhouse as well, which again was a good venue, good, good receptive oh, see, crowd. I've got, so. I've, got, I've got Roundhouse issues as well. 
Yeah, you haven't watched it from the Sharpie bar, though. No, have I haven't you, watched so. it from Sharpie's bar. So, um, so yeah, no. That, that, in fairness, that did look great. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so that's that, that was, was Scrooge Fest. Fest. Yeah, and Sunday I was absolutely exhausted, but exhausting. very happy. Absolutely <laughs> exhausting. Well, I'll finish that off by going back to the start mm. of the week uh, and uh, a, a trip to Copenhagen to see the national, um, doing what was pretty much their only weekend show somewhere good. Um, and that was great. That was absolutely fantastic. Always a bit wary of arena shows. Having said that, when we saw them at the O2 a couple of years ago on the Trouble Find Me Tour, I still think that might be one of my favourite all-time London gigs. Um, yeah, they, they fill the stage so well. Really make it quite an intimate, quite a personal experience. Matt Berenger was hammered, as always. Not as hammered as I have seen him. Um but wandering around through the crowd as well, and a really good mixed and balanced set as well. Sometimes, if I had a criticism of of the national, it would be a definitive focus on the new album when they when they tour. But it was a pretty even split between new and old. Um, all the all the hits as you'd expect. Um, yeah, it was really really good. Would you go and see them again? I would. Unlike <laughs> unlike unlike one of our uh, one of one of our friends' wives who walking walking back to the station, obviously, and that's all. <clears throat> buoyant post gig yeah post gig post gig euphoria uh, oh, that was great wasn't it what did you think well it was a bit intense and i wouldn't see them again not exactly the review i would have given but anyway but yeah uh, all in all a good a good trip we also included going to a uh, microbrewery with a barbecue with a uh, teetotal vegan um, which uh, so sorry about that mike i wasn't was really thinking straight um, yes you were yes. <laughs> you knew exactly what you were doing um, but yeah that was uh, that was that was all very jolly and good. that is what we've been, we've been listening, listening to. to all live stuff Yes, pretty fun, much at the moment. Fantastic live stuff. Like, um, so a really good, varied set of gigs, and and yeah, none of them let us down really. I tell you know what, we've not been listening to. What we've not been listening to? We've not been listening to uh, Wham. <laughs> no, we last haven't. Christmas, as we're we're competing in the childish Whamageddon to try and avoid uh, last Christmas for the entirety of Christmas. Yeah. Um, we've got football index shares riding on it. Um, so. And this is a very much a gen- gentleman's game. Yes, that, because yeah. it relies on total honesty. I mean, there's there's only four of us playing it yeah. in our group. But if you hear the song, basically the point you recognise it, that you realise you've heard "Last Christmas" by Wham, you are out of the game. And gentleman's rules, you have to admit to the others, you're out of the game. And uh, yeah. l- last one standing, so whoever can go the longest without hearing it uh, wins a little wins a little prize at the end. Yes. My good lady's off to a Christmas party tomorrow, so that should yeah, she'll be out. Right. Yeah, um, you can't also can't deliberately put it on so someone hears it as well. No. So don't get any ideas. Um, yeah, really good. Um, and as we're on a Christmas theme, we we thought we've got a new Christmas game. It's time for Neil or No Neil. Yes, that's right. Following on from the almost success of Neil's house party, we've brought Noel Hedman's back from the dead. <laughs> I think he's still alive. Yeah, I think he is. He just kills people, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll have no fatalities on Neil or no Neil. Um, based, of course, on Deal or No Deal. Which I, I have to admit, I've never seen, so I have no idea of the concept of this game. I, I love the uh, the name, Neil or No Neil, clearly, but I've no idea what's going to happen here. Well, let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. We've got ten boxes, and they're definitely boxes, not 
cards with crudely written numbers on Beautifully them. decorated lovely, boxes. Lovely tinsel, all kinds of... Flashing lights. Yeah, it's got the full words of snowman, all yeah. sorts. Um, and on... Sorry, in those boxes... <laughs> it's going to be hard to keep up the pretense. Uh, in those boxes are ten Christmas hits. Five from the nice list and five from the naughty oh. list. What you'll be doing, Neil, is picking a number between one and ten. Yep. Uh, taking that box and then slowly picking all the other ones, hopefully not too slowly, until we reach a point at which you're happy to kneel or no kneel. Right, and what's what's the point of this game? The point of this game is to pick the official song of Christmas. The official song of Christmas. Yeah. For yeah. everyone. For everyone. Yeah, Absolutely, so, absolutely everyone. So whichever song I end up with, whether it's the one in my box or the one I trade for when yeah. I get a phone call, is the official song of Christmas That's for everyone. Right. Yeah, the banker right. will be... Of course, of course the banker's making an appearance if we've got the Peckham banker <laughs> sat next to me. The banker will be making an appearance and making you offers uh, as we as we go along as well. If it's, uh, if it's Sounds going, brilliant. Particularly if it's going in one way or another another is whether or not you'll take the kneel or no kneel wait till the very and end how confident are we this format works on a podcast absolutely not at all which <laughs> Good, is why excellent. if it's going terribly i would suggest you take the kneel okay fine. <laughs> okay uh, where do we start let's get cracking neil pick a number between one and ten. Oh, uh are any of these wham no. Because that would be really cruel if yeah. it turns I mean, out that that's how that Not me one of them is wham. Okay, good. I've managed to five, find, I know, hard to believe, <laughs> but I find five other shit Christmas songs. <laughs> I'll have number four, please, James. Number four? Yeah. Right, don't, don't look I'll inside take, your I'll box. I'm taking the box and they're looking inside the box. Good. And uh, why don't you go with your first selection? We might have abridged the rules slightly. I'm, 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 there aren't, yeah. I've, not, I've not really watched it so, okay. uh, I'll, in great I'll detail go, myself. So. I'll take number eight, please. Number eight. Opening box number eight. Arguably the best song on the list. Ooh, interesting. Low and just like Christmas. And so that means I've lost that. I can't, I can't make that the song of Christmas. You no. can't make that the song Damn of Christmas. It. Okay. Here's what it sounds like. Cracking song. It's hard to sample it down to a short, uh, short span. We really got to enjoy it in its in its full. Not your cup of tea, I suspect. But, I don't, um, no, I don't mind it actually. I don't mind it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's the greatest Christmas song of all well, time. Well, I, mean, I would have been uh, happy with it. I would. I would argue that there are four other great songs still. Okay. Left well, how about the one in number three? Box number three. Opening box number three. It's Ooh. from the. It's 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 from the naughty list. Yes. Okay. <laughs> It's Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, by Slade. By Slade. Views, oh, views, I, on, views on that one? I hate that brummy twat. I, yeah, I, do, I do as well. Did you know that um, Slade 2, a Slade covers band, was the first band I ever saw? Oh, 1992 God. or 93? Oh, what, a, what a first gig. In, uh, so I was 10 or 11 uh, in Mansfield Leisure Centre. 
uh, a Slade covers band featuring two original members of Slade. But not the Brummie Twat. No, Dave Hill, I think, who's the guitarist. The kind of noncy looking guitarist was like the the, the, the sort of big draw there. Um, Don't quite know why I was there. Uh, I went with my mate Ryan Johnson um, and well, the, his dad. The, the good news is that's not going to be the official song of Christmas, <laughs> no, Reverend, because I've ruled it out. Thank God is, for that. If the, there's, there's pre, pre-Whamageddon, pre I think Noddy Holder shouting It's Christmas is probably the, the, the thing I look forward to least, least about yeah. Christmas and always yeah. has been. Yeah. Um, so good Good. it's not that. Good, excellent. How about, how about number 10? Number 10. It's also from the naughty list. I simply must go Oh baby, it's cold outside The answer is no You know it's cold outside This welcome Yes, baby, it's cold outside The 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 rapiest of all oh, of the, uh, the songs God uh, it, And obviously uh, we talked about Keris Matthews on a previous oh, podcast About her awful duet with yeah. Space And this is this is possibly worse You know, I was thinking as I was putting this together I'm... Yep. I, I'm, I'm Pro Catatonia, I know you're not, but I'm pro Catatonia. But she has been involved in two of the worst duets yes, yeah. of the nineties. Um yeah, with, with the ballad of Tom Jones and then also with Tom Jones himself in a ballad <laughs> of sorts. Baby it's cold outside. Well, thank God that's which gone. features which which features spiking drinks, inappropriate touching, kidnap. So festive. It sounds like that Blossom song we yeah. reviewed a few oh, episodes it, ago. It, it, might, it might be the second creepiest song to that Blossom song. Um, luckily, right. it's not the song of Christmas, I'm, I'm the doing, official song of Christmas. I'm doing well here. How about number six? Number six. It's from the nice list. Oh. Was Christmas better in the eighties, Neil? Um, I I don't remember much about Christmas in the eighties. Oh, pre- must be brilliant! The, the pre- <laughs> <laughs> not because I was hammered. I was less than ten. The presents were definitely better in the eighties because I got very excited about the presents. <laughs> low, low level insult at your wife, or <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my. Respective levels of maturity. Yes, yeah, possibly, but, possibly. Yes. Um, but yes, I think Christmas probably was better in the olden days, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, also a good song. I'm disappointed that's not the official song of Christmas, I'll be honest. Wait a minute, Neil. What's that? That sounds like a phone ring. It does. It, it's, it must be the banker. Hello, banker. Oh, hello, Santa. What a surprise! I didn't see that I coming. I didn't see that coming at all at the Christmas special. What have you? What have you got for uh, for Neil? Oh, so, yes, you're right. Two naughties, too nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that sounds like a good one to offer him. Yeah, I think he he might take it. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Neil, Has Santa got an offer for me. Santa's got a little offer this for you. This is very exciting. Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. No Neil. It's a no Neil. Hundred percent no Neil. Not my bag. Not my cup of tea. Jump, That's jumped like... in. Jumped in over my dramatic pause before I offered you Neil or no Neil. There, yeah, but, yeah. Afraid uh, I'm that very definitive. Very quick. Very quick. Yep. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. No, very. Mom's very... cooking chicken you, you, and collard greens. You, you knew that was going to be a no Neil. The moment you picked it. I mean, the moment Santa, Santa said it. Sorry, Santa picked it. On with the game. Excellent. Neil, you've uh, got right. five boxes left. Right. 
anyone that said this wouldn't work in a podcast is mad. Uh, number two, please. Number two. It's another nice one. Oh, no. Oh, as they take their first flight. Oh, darling, it's all in time. And I will. Another great song. Donna and Blitzen by Badly Drawn Boy. Uh, originally, I think on the... It might have come out before on one of his EPs, but originally, for me anyway, on the About a Boy soundtrack. Arguably one of the better soundtrack albums yeah, uh, yeah. to uh, to come out. Uh, great song, good little... Yeah, it annoys me slightly that he spells Donna like the girl's name rather than like the reindeer. Yeah, but, so, you know. so you're not too disappointed. No, I'm not too disappointed that one's gone, just on for, purely for that reason. Neil, on with the show. Uh, oh, I don't like odd numbers, do I? I'm going to take... Number... Well, you've got boxes one, five, seven, and nine. I'm going to take five out of the game. It's another one from the nice list. This isn't shaping up oh, well dear. for the official song of Christmas. Oh, no. Originally built by the Beach Boys, it was Alone at Christmas, which is Phoenix featuring, as you might have been able to work out there, Bill Murray, um, and also featuring Jason Schwartzman. It's a real Wes Anderson loving on that one. What's the whole and you can cook as well bit at the end? Is it like from a TV show? Or I, d- I think so, maybe or it was just, just some low, So I think maybe just some low level sort of French racial stereotyping, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Um, sounds, sounds sensible. <laughs> it's Christmas. We're, we could get away with these we're, things. We're not, avert, we're not averse to such things on this very <laughs> podcast, are we? Certainly not. Certainly. Right. Oh, that's, that's a phone again, Neil. Oh, God. Oh, God. Santa's back. Is it definitely Santa? It's definitely Santa. He's very cross. I can't make out... Speak slowly, Santa. Mm, Yeah. No, no, he wasn't interested in in Run DMC. So where have we gone to now? Okay. He's offering you Christmas wrapping, Neil. Oh, no. Which version? We're going to say Kylie featuring Iggy Pop. So not the worst. So so there's only one nice one left. You've got one nice and two naughties, and he's offered you. Well, he's offered you one from the top of the naughty list. And and what are the choices I can make here? Uh, Neil or mm-hmm. no Neil? Well, I've always been a gambler. No Neil. No Neil. He's got no Neil. Sorry, Santa, but you can do one. <laughs> and let's see what is in box number one. Box number. It's from the naughty list. Thanks God for that. Take it. I wish it could be Christmas every day by Wizard, of course. And if there's one thing I hate more than anything oh. in a Christmas song, it's singing children. Yeah. And this has lots of singing in, in children. Any song, to in be any honest. song. Like actually, just children acting, children singing. Yeah. It's yeah. never great. No. Um, but this is this is some of the worst examples. And of I, singing I remember children. it's possible I was quite wise as a child, but I remember saying about the age of five. If it was Christmas every day, it'd be shit. It'd be so boring just doing the same thing every day. So, yeah, I agree. So, bad, so, bad so it's, it's not there. Yeah, not there. Thank God that's gone. Right. Uh, this is a real, a really dramatic time. It really is. Here. I hope you're feeling the tension, anyone that's listening. Anyone that's amazingly still listening at this point. <laughs> I'm going to go for seven, please. It's also from the naughty list. It's also... Yes, come on. 
slightly shorter sample on that one I thought was probably more appropriate when, when you say naughty list what exactly <laughs> well, was, uh, was do you mean more, cleared of all charges <laughs> cleared of all charges yeah. Yeah. careful careful which means we're in uh, we're, we're, we're in showdown we've got your wow. your number four box yep. and this number nine so I might have there's a, one oh. naughty and yep. there's one nice yep. Neil yep. before you decide yep. I want you to to offer you this this exciting opportunity do you want to switch for box four, or do you? you, you I can offer you nine for four. Yeah. yeah Quick yeah. switch. Quicker the better, because well, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> my instinct was to stick with my original box, but the way things have been going, I've just got a really good feeling about box number nine. I'm going to swap. I'm going to swap. That's great. I'm going to swap. Do it. Do it. Can it's I? Look, can I see what I've got? This is the point where we'll let you look at it. I've... Neil, the official song of Christmas. For everyone. But wait, what's that? It's it's Santa on the phone oh, no, again. It's Santa on the phone again. Santa, yeah, we're, we're, come on, we're, hurry up. <laughs> we're running over. Um, he wants you to turn over box number uh, box number four before he offers you a, a possible oh, bonus. So this is the one I've given up. Oh, this is the one you've given up. Oh, God. Okay. What have I given up? You've given up anything by Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> What a decision. And that sounds like this. Yeah, even shorter sample on that one. So that's um, that's that, that's 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 her done. So um, I mean, so that, Santa, that been... Santa, you still on the line? Yeah, that's great. So we know you've got something nice on your card. We've gone through five noughties. You've got one nice left. You 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 don't know what it is, no. but it's nice. Santa wants to offer you an equally nice treat. Oh. He wants to offer you. Are you sure that one? Yep. All right. He's offering you It's Christmas So We'll Stop by Frightened Rabbit. Ooh. Or you can take a punt on box number nine. Neil or no Neil? Oh, if Frightened Rabbit was the official song for Christmas for everyone. Everyone. That would be exciting. But... I don't. I don't like the cut of Santa's jib. What's your answer? My answer is no, Neil. No, Neil. Unbelievable. He's done, done no, Neil. Neil, you're left with box number nine. You can now turn it over and reveal what the official song of Christmas. The official is. song of Christmas for everyone is. It's a good one. I was born on Christmas Day by Saint Etienne and Tim Burgess. And that's what that sounded like. Great, that is the official song of Christmas. I'm very pleased that we've got a, a nice song, not a naughty one. I'm sure all our listeners are grateful that that's finished. Um, and I'm going to be playing that back to back. Back to back, B to B, B to B. Yeah, <laughs> on repeat. As will everybody. It's, it's yep. the first song we want all our listeners to put on on Christmas morning. Yeah. Um, but Neil, that's not all we, we're going to talk about. We've got two two more animals in our review show. It's the Nearly Wild, Wild Show.
And I think by now you all know the format of the Nearly Wild show. We basically play some songs and we say... Re- review, it, review them as animals. As an animal. If it was an animal, what would, what it, would be? it be? Um, so kicking off uh, today's Nearly Wild show is Bear's Den. Already an animal. <laughs> um, we uh, just released some festive offerings. Uh, this from their EP, uh, their new EP, I should say, um, the start of Bethnal Green. Trying my whole life to ignore the love I'm alive. Maybe the start of Bethnal Green could lead us back to Bethlehem. Lord, I've tried. Funny, I assume the star of Beth McGreen was a pub. But it, it doesn't. Is, it oh, is, it's, it oh, there you go. Okay. It doesn't sound like he's talking about a pub um, in that morose Christmas song. No, the no. most morose Christmas song I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, no. um, yeah, I was, I was struggling to come up with this with the animal that sounds most like a crying wank. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I'm still struggling a little bit, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. fucking dreadful. Yeah. Uh, well, not dreadful, just a bit. Yeah, morose a bit. Well, it doesn't fill me with Christmas cheer the way Neil or no Neil filled me with <laughs> no, Christmas It's a real downer um, on the episode. It really, it really is. I hope we've got a good second let's move, song Let's move swiftly on. Neil, what if, animals are going to be? Yeah, Neil, Neil, if it was an animal, what would it be? Well, it's got to be a bear of some sort, but a really depressed bear that never leaves its cave. Possibly. A, surely panda bears never leave, do they? They're sort of yeah. stuck, in, stuck in a really weird place eating... Eating bamboo because that's all that grows there. But I they... like the idea of my depressed bear being in a cave, not up a tree. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's a depressed right. bear in a cave. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, there's something about bears. Then they they always sort of skirt a little bit too close to Mumford and Sons, but then occasionally pull a good one out. This isn't one of them. Um, yeah, some something that something quite frail. I gotta go for a robin redbreast. Keep it in the festive, <laughs> oh, like it. festive, uh, festive theme. Um, onto something a lot more jolly now. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's feet and vegetarian Christmas. Now, you're a big fan of that. Christmas, that was amazing. I mean, that's got everything you want from a Christmas song. It's got jingle bells. Unfortunately, it does have a little bit of children singing, but yeah, you know, we can yeah. we can tolerate that when it's got lyrics about sprouts and gravy. Spouts and sprouts and gravy. Go into the garden shed to pick out the uh, the extra chairs. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a it's a proper feel good Christmas hit, as far as I'm concerned. My, my personal favourites, although this is slightly sickening at the end, but. Roasted veggies and a walnut roast. Celebrations with those you love the most. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever thought you could wind a walnut roast into a a touching story about a family time at Christmas? Christmas. Yes, well done. Uh, Well done done to feet. Feet don't eat meat, as they say in there. Absolutely. Um, But what animal would they be? Uh, a reindeer, a reindeer, a very happy a very reindeer. Happy reindeer. Uh, I am going to go as they're as, as they're having a vegetarian Christmas. I'm going to go for a fatted goose. <laughs> 
Because you're most certainly not <laughs> vegetarian. I'm not. Um, but good luck to them and all our vegetarian listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And with that, we've brought this bumper episode to a close. Um, hopefully you enjoyed Neil or No Neil. And um, we may have some more Neil-related games over the festive period if we get bored at our respective homes. So keep an eye on our Twitter account, uh, which is all just no- at all just noise one um, Still hunting down the guy behind all just noise so stick It'll with me one day. at all just noise one when we get our 308th follower yes I think yeah maybe that's the point we'll be we, uh, we start, trump him. start to sue yeah um and um yeah from from us have a merry christmas yeah and we'll, we'll be back in the new year with well i suppose what we're looking forward to in 2020 and of course the illustrious shrimp awards the the grand reveal um, for arguably the, the most important award ceremony of the year. Absolutely, we've got so awards. I've already got a list of albums I'm, I'm looking forward to in 2020. We've already got various festival and gig, gig tickets. Uh, should be a great year of music. Really should be. Um, but let's enjoy Christmas between now and then. And for now, goodbye and cha cha cha.